Hey everyone, uh, welcome to our two year anniversary Q&A episode. Um, I'm joined uh, by Ollie. Whoop whoop, Dice Nation, what up? <laughs> Is that what we're calling our fans now? <laughs> the Dice I, Nation. If, yeah, I mean, frankly, it's disgraceful it's taking you this long to come up with a name for them. Do, do I need to do everything around here? I mean, we were going to go with the Pretenders, but then we got sued. Oh, yeah. so, uh, <laughs> Chrissy Hines, notoriously litigious. Yeah. Uh, Ollie, uh, you guys might know from our Star Wars storyline, uh, Tempest Squadron. He plays Ugnaught Thnock. It's Thnock, baby. Yeah, Thnock o'clock. Uh, I'm also joined by Eden. Um, hello, hello. Who you all know from being on nearly every episode. Um, by now. <laughs> it's getting to a point. <laughs> I'm not on the Star Wars ones. Yeah, for the most part. I've, I've got yeah. a voice in the background at some point, but I think that's... Yeah, I think you're on at least three of the Star Wars ones. Actually. I was going to say, yeah, you got kind of your little like Stan Lee cameos in all the Star Wars ones. <laughs> I look forward to the part where I come back as a watcher and can break the fourth wall. That's true. Can you, how is it just Stan Lee impression? Can you give us a greetings, true believers? Or? Excelsior! <laughs> that, that wasn't Stan? even in any way, shape, or form like Stan, but it was, it was a word he said. <laughs> Excelsior, you motherfuckers! It's Stan Lee. Hey, you mook! I'm Stan Lee. What the fuck do you want? <laughs> I'm walking here. <laughs> I'm from New York, right? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you tell me. I don't know. Oh, this has immediately gone off the rails. I like it. <laughs> um, so yeah, so, yeah you don't yeah, be doing double voices. Sorry. Yeah, um, you guys might have realised we're just going to keep it super casual and. Everything today. <laughs> yeah. This isn't going to be the slick operation that you're used to. It's AJ's day off, basically. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, we've been going for two years now. It's gone super quick. It's mad. Uh, it is mad. It really has. Yeah. I actually got a, one of those Facebook notifications, like the, the you know, the memory things. Like, yeah. You know, what, uh, for this week, and it's one year ago this week that the first uh, Tempest Squadron episode dropped, and I was like, "Wow, that went." Yeah, it's like a year ago mm-hmm. from that, two years ago for the podcast, and I actually like a couple of year, a couple of weeks before we recorded uh, the first sort of like couple of episodes of the podcast, I ran the same little story module for you and Mike oh, and Andy. Yeah. Yeah, as like a test run of this. Like, I just want to. We didn't. You didn't really get very far in it. No, because but... <laughs> three drunken idiots. Yeah, hadn't really played D and D before. So, but, but yeah. yeah, you guys were like the test group, and then a week later, like uh, Eden, you and uh, you, Mark and Jason came in, and I was like, right, let's have another go at this. Kind of thing. <laughs> was that if? Because it's been a while since I listened to that that first episode. But is that the one where who was it that throws the sword? Was that a uh, thing? That was, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> that was Mark's first ever move in D and D. Of it is kind of like a flagpole of like here he is sat at the table with three guys that really know video games and gaming in general and sort of like what you should and shouldn't do and up rolls mark what do you want to do i'm gonna throw my longsword <laughs> <laughs> it really i mean i'm still annoyed that like we lost some of that audio um yeah i did go back and remaster it a little while remaster um i did go back and kind of redo it and then re-upload it so now the only version you can get is the the bit where i've kind of tweaked how i did the edit on that Mm. but um that was so funny and i'm just annoyed we we lost five minutes of audio on that first episode and it was like right at the start of that first combat and we missed mark's like like say opening moves into D&D which was just like 
he's got a, he's got a melee weapon. There's somebody there he can run up to and stab, but mm. he just wants to throw it. And it's like like javelins are a weapon in that thing. It's like it's, I think I, he had a javelin as well. Yeah, I remember my character when we were running it. Like I had more success using javelin than I did using like you know oh, yeah. axe or anything else. Oh yeah, no, like, you, you guys were basically about as competent as the the recorded group. <laughs> That's I good think to know. with the option, I think the actual separate thing was Andy was weirdly very competent using his warlock powers. To like he basically yeah. rolled in and was like James Bond taking out these goblins. Andy had some really hot throws. He yeah. was really like, yeah, he was like, he was rolling like just insanely high and basically just saved yeah. mine and Mike because Mike's tactic was to taunt one of the goblins. I think. Yeah, but like basically, flirt, basically flirted with the goblin. Yeah, essentially. Whereas uh, when we recorded it, you you guys went a different tack of like setting fire to the house, and while while Anade was going in the other room looking for stuff to steal, but found a small child. <laughs> I think Prods and Borg had like minor brain malfunctions the, the moment the fight started. <laughs> I threw a sword, and then something clicked in me, and in that moment, Prods was born. I was like, okay, fireball. At the windowsill. <laughs> not, not at the orc. Don't don't fire at the orc. Don't worry about the bad guys. We're going to burn the house down. That's the important thing right now, right? Yeah, it really kind of set the tone, I think, for like not even just the D&D, just like everything that we've run has just been like just slipping out of my control at all times. <laughs> kind of what makes it more interesting as a, as a role-playing podcast because there's nothing more tedious than just We're not, listening to people play yeah. by the absolute book and just kind of you know well almost exactly that we're not following any adventure book or anything exactly at any yeah. time. um actually this is a little bit behind this i mean we've we got a whole bunch of questions we'll get to that we'll presumably touch on this stuff um well we've been doing call of cthulhu uh i um my grand total of my notes for that whole what will probably end up being 12 episodes is half a page of a5 that, <laughs> wow. that just has like and, and like three lines of that is just a reminder of what the player characters' names are, and then <laughs> <laughs> the rest of them is just like that guy question mark Butler, I guess. <laughs> like and like the the way that I you know I I think Mark had thought I was a bit more in depth with my planning for it because we were like <laughs> we were eight episodes into recording it at that point, and I kind of had my notebook, and I think what me and you were talking about it, weren't we, Eden? Mm-hmm. Um, briefly, and then I kind of showed him. I was like, "Yeah, these are my notes." And he kind of looked at me. He was like, "Is that it?" I was like, "Yeah, that's enough, right?" <laughs> like, so we're not exactly running a, an adventure module like properly written of like room by room, and yeah, yeah. it's like a it's like a Kirby enthusiasm script. It's just yeah. sort of like a, you know, you got the names of all the characters and vaguely what their relationships are to each other. And that is just, no, that is exactly all I have. Yeah, yeah, so. it's way more fun like that. I think it gives us way more opportunity to improv this stuff because it really is like we've just got a kind of sense of where we're going mm. yeah. or where we might want to go like that's that's been some of the fun of playing is like in the moment like three di- disparate people each having potentially a slightly different version of where they want to go and then how do we between all of us find out where we are actually going mm. and in the middle of those ideas that there's I don't know who's got the most absurd one is usually where we end up going <laughs> to be perfectly honest <laughs> I tend to go in with like, like I say I've, I've got a general plot idea in my head but I don't write it down because I know by now that it's never going to survive contact with you guys. So <laughs> I'm just like, okay, here's some stuff that might happen if they actually end up going near it. 
or whatever, and then we'll just see what happens. Or they might not go near it, and it'll happen anyway, and they'll just walk into like the aftermath of everything. It, yeah, it sort of feels like you maybe got uh, burned a little from the uh, the Tempest Squadron storyline where we ended up splitting up, and you had I was not expecting no contingency <laughs> for that. <laughs> Hence, yeah. So it's like, yeah, don't don't plan things too rigidly because these idiots might just wander away from each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, should we get to some questions? Um, By all means. Yeah, we've. I'm, I think we'll just go through them in the order that they were submitted, which might seem a little bit disjointed in the moment, but I think it'd be quite funny. Um, so, yeah, we, on our social media uh, pages, asked uh, you guys to submit us some questions, and uh, we got a few, which is, uh, which is good. Success. Ooh. Yeah. So the first question comes to us uh, from our friend uh, Mark at Champions RPG, who asks how many miles I've cycled on my new exercise bike. Mm. And uh, the fans want to know. The fans do want to know. It's a burning question. Important D and D questions, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I accidentally unplugged something on it, and my odometer got reset. Um, oh but it man! Was... <laughs> but I've done ninety-seven kilometers since then, and I think it was about one hundred and twenty kilometers before then. So it's probably about one hundred and fifty miles I've done on it. Okay. And um, but I have also eaten a shit ton of pizza, so it's kind <laughs> of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, swings and roundabouts, but um. So uh, that takes us to our first proper question. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, champions. <laughs> yeah. um, from uh, a buddy, uh, Squid, at squidding, Squid underscore Inc. 74. Uh, what draws you to use a certain RPG system over another style, ease of use, familiar setting, popularity, etc.? Um, I mean, a little bit of everything, really. I mean, we started with D&D because it was kind of like, that was what I'd... I was kind of used to, and it was sort of like the popularity was growing, and like I watched a bunch of D and D streaming shows and stuff, and I was like, "Hey, let's play D and D," and everybody sort of D and D has become a sort of shorthand for like this kind of like role playing game. I was going to say, yeah, it's sort of as a starting point, it's just easier to explain to people. Yeah, that you, if you're trying to sort of get them into the podcast, they don't necessarily know much about like RPGs and whatever. Yeah, I think that's kind of even how I sold it to you when I was saying like, "Hey, do you want to do Tempest Squadron?" Was like. Do you want to, we're doing Star Wars D and D? Do you want to do it? I literally said, yeah. yeah I didn't realize you could do like Star Wars D and D, and I was just like, uh, yeah, like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I mean, that was that was kind of what brought us to D and D to start off with. But I mean, Star Wars is kind of my thing, just in general. Yeah. So that was kind of like a foregone conclusion. But like that was, I mean, I think I said it before in like a previous Q and A, but. Um, the Star Wars system that we use on the show uh, is actually was the first game. Oh, if I don't knock my microphone, was the first game that um, of this type that I ever sort of run. Mm. So it was kind of like, a, hey, we're coming back to this system and that, which is that. Uh, other ones though, I mean, it's just sort of like you kind of like the settings and things. I think more than anything. Mm, I mean, absolutely, that was what drew me to Shadowrun. Yeah. Much as we learned a hard lesson about quite how complicated the mechanics of that game are, the oh, actual yeah. setting for it. <laughs> was very much the draw of like, okay, so we've got high fantasy combined with technology, and that within that you've now got like magic influencing computers and things like concepts like that are very interesting to me. Because it yeah. allows you to have a lot of familiarity with the technological aspects, but then really throw curveballs in with like, okay, so now there's I don't know, a neuromancer who is now steering the AI of this system or something, whatever it is you want to come up with within that can go in a very different direction once you throw in the the esoteric and the uh, arcane 
Yeah, real nerd shit. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Our, our, story, <laughs> our story and that did boil down to in the end. Like, not your story that you played, that you were trying to get us to do, but the story of what our characters did was essentially take over a strip club. Well, it was, that, that wasn't the core of it. The core of it was that you were saving the girl from oh, being yeah. indented yeah, yeah. in the strip club. And then Jason kind of ended up taking over, and that was just a matter of course. <laughs> that was what felt right narratively in the moment. Yeah. That was the, that's the, the, from the, the Sopranos like, RPG, is that? That's, that's how you found the, the bada bing. Yeah. Um, I mean, as for like other ones, I mean, we did that um, sort of two part end of the world thing didn't we if you remember that mm, that was fun yeah I, I just that was one i just kind of stumbled across online of like a hey you can play an rpg it's like you play as yourselves in like an end of the world scenario and i was like this will be fun as a kind of wind down from D and star trek i mean i'm a star trek fan and the game was coming out and i was like hey i want to play this let's do this mm. and that was more of a that was an interesting sort of thing as well because obviously my my friends uh at spotlight they'd sort of just sort of had been running a couple of months at that point and I wrote their I wrote their opening theme, so it was kind of like a hey, you guys want to come on my thing? We're going to do Star Trek because the sort of that was a bit of kind of not so subtle cross promotion. I think classic, <laughs> classic podcast exchange. Yeah. You, you do mine, I'll do yours. It's, yeah. yeah, and then other thing. I mean, I mean, Call of Cthulhu. That was just a thing of like, this is a this is a good popular game. It'd be fun to do it because it's a little bit of a different sort of style than what we've done. So that was kind of what sort of drew us to that. I think. Yeah, I, I hadn't really read any of the. Um, Thulu mythos or any of the uh, the stories related to it beforehand to really kind of get a sense of the tone and when I did it was an interesting education insofar as like this has obviously come to the fore more recently Thulu's become very popular and it was a fascination fascination to get the kind of uh, the Lovecraft insight yeah and then in turn get the inspiration like okay I, I can see room to move within the, the narrative elements at work here that kind of stuff yeah I mean like I say it was just, with that it was the sort of the the kind of the contrast with what we'd done before because we went into that from D and D sort of thing that was very much like a let's try something a little bit of a different flavor kind of thing. But I keep sort of buying RPG books because I'm just like oh that looks cool so I've got this huge stack of stuff that we haven't played yet and we'll maybe not get around to but we'll see what happens. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I bought all of the Numenera books didn't I and then I've done yeah. a bit of reading on that and I'm very fascinated by Numenera as like just a setting generally but it's incredibly dense and complicated and one of these ones where like oh i'm really into it but i'm gonna have to now infuse at least two other people hmm. and get them to be really into it so that we can all be on the same page when we sit down and play well we'll see what happens with that we might uh still still might be on the uh on the card oh there's nothing off the table yeah, yeah. when yeah. i was actually yeah when i was in la a couple of years ago there was um i went to there was like a art book fair happening like just across the street from where my hotel was uh, and I got talking to a guy who had a stall there who'd uh, co-written the official Wet Hot American Summer role-playing <laughs> book um, <laughs> he signed it for me I, I, actually, I, I gave it to, to Mike friend of the podcast and voice of uh, Glitchy Glitchy yeah um, <laughs> And so, yeah, but it's, yeah, we could, we could, yeah, we could, we, you know, that's, that's always an option if you run out. Yeah, of, why aren't uh, we playing that right now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I think I know that franchise well enough. It's officially, in, like, it's the, the intro is written by David Wayne and everything. Like, it's, it's officially, like, it's, it's legit. It's not just like a sort of weird fan thing. Like, it's official, like, uh, wet there's, hot merch. There's some weird RPGs out there. I swear, I swear there was a Golden Girls one, but if there isn't, there's <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shotgun B Arthur. Yeah. <laughs> I 
everybody wants to be B Arthur, surely. <laughs> I'd play a, I'd play an Only Fools and Horses one. I think that would be good. That would be great. <laughs> Your whole goal is to just do a bit of wheeling. De- yeah, wheeling exactly. Wheeling. Yeah, you got to unload a bunch. Of, you got to unload like fifty busted cell phones that fell off the back of a lorry. <laughs> I feel like we need, we ought to homebrew and only fools and horses. That would, if someone hasn't done it already, I mean that would be amazing. Uh, so generally, that, the answer to the question, <laughs> some of the time of what, of what draws us to a system is for the lols, but um, <laughs> not really there. Um, okay, uh, squid. Second question: When writing a new story, what's your starting point? Characters, setting, plot. Um, I mean, setting has been really for the last few. Especially with Star Wars, because I was like, hey, I want to do Star Wars. What's cool in Star Wars? So uh, sort of Star Wars was the starting point as just a setting. And then it was like, it kind of goes through sort of kind of like phases like that. So like Star Wars to plot, which was sort of like, you know, X-Wing pilots and stuff. And then characters yeah. comes a bit later. Um, but D&D, it's very much setting because it's kind of like my own sort of homebrew sort of world. And I've like the map has been slowly filling up with dots that have got names on them as opposed to just dots that are just like, I guess that means there's a town there. Um, <laughs> we're getting there. It's just there. labeled cave, yeah. sea. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's kind of the starting point. Or, or like I'll have like a weird idea of a plot. It, d- it does tend to sort of change though. But I mean, I, I think with most of the ones that we've done on the podcast, it has been just as a sort of setting thing of like, we're going to play this game. Here's the setting. We'll go from there. Even to the point yeah. where, like, with Cthulhu, it very much was, like, my, my whole kind of thinking process behind... I mean, it's obviously still going, so I'm going to try and keep spoilers to them. Mm-hmm. Um, my whole thought process with that was, like, okay, Cthulhu sort of as a general concept, like the Lovecraft mythos-type thing as a concept, but not necessarily using exact stuff from that. But, like, setting-wise, we're doing it in an alternate version of the town I live in anyway. And then in the back of my head going like right what plot can we fit into this place yeah sort of thing mm. yeah in the one instance that i gave it a swing with the uh, shadow run one it was very much the setting set the scene for everything else yeah i mean it kind of uh, informs where you go right that's it and I'd, I'd set myself the challenge kind of internally of being like i want to like actually represent an actual part of britain in, in what I was doing, and then once I'd kind of found a nice humorous location and a good setting for it, everything span out from there. Yeah. And then it was very much like flying by the seat of the pants in the actual play session itself, and it, everything else was figured out at that point. Yeah, yeah. It sort of... I think there's... A, if, so if your setting is, like, solid, and you know where everything is sort of is, and that, and you've got a few plot ideas, everything else kind of falls... It tends to hopefully fall into place after that. Mm. sort of thing I find anyway but that's just me yeah if you've got the frame for the picture so to speak you can fill in the gaps yeah uh, that's yeah like good storytelling just kind of has that anyway like like just world building is a very important thing to do regardless of what kind of story you're, you're telling like you know I remember seeing the trailer for <laughs> this is a bit of a uh weird kind of left hand seeing the trailer for uh detective pikachu i was just sort of like <laughs> as a film this looks kind of annoying but i am excited to sort of be in that world like it like it look you know yeah like, like the world building is half of the battle really because yeah. i was getting through the door of like 
half the selling point. I mean, we went and watched it the other week, didn't we, Eden? Yeah, it was, no, it was good fun. I'm going to watch it, but it's yeah. just like, I've, I've got a bit of a thing about Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. But. yeah, but I mean, half the selling point of it was like, it's Pokemon, like how it would, it's real life Pokemon. Exactly, yeah. It didn't, like, plot aside, that was a big selling point. It was like, it's real, what? It's a live action Pokemon film. Yeah. You know? mm. So that's your setting. And then, like you say, everything, you can kind of build on top of that as a sort of... Yeah, there's like thing. this whole sort of like inbuilt... Uh, mythos and everything that's just sort of you can catch more exactly yeah exactly yeah <laughs> um yeah and it's all just it's all there there's sort of inbuilt history and how everything works and it's got like you know its own like economy mm. and infrastructure and everything and it's just, you know there's just sort of an infinite list of things you can do within that it doesn't matter how like i said it doesn't matter how annoying the characters might be or whatever it's just a cool <laughs> world to just be in and hang out in yeah yeah so to answer the question, setting. Yes. <laughs> uh, um, okay, so our friends at uh, Dumpstat Charisma, at Dumpstat Char, uh, what's a treasured memory you have of playing with PWD when you think back on the best times? Is there one that jumps out? Uh, well, this is tough because I don't remember what I even did last week, let alone... Just play it and say the most recent episode. Yeah. <laughs> what's left? What's what's coming up next week is my favorite thing, and you should all stick around for it. Uh, um, genius. No, I don't know. It's, it generally tends to be like stuff. I mean, we're, it's stuff that doesn't make it in normally because mm. it's normally like like a stupid joke that or like will break halfway through a line. <laughs> Or something, or, or something weird will come out, and we, like everybody starts laughing, and it doesn't make it generally into the final thing most of the time. Sometimes it does because I'm just like I can't take that out. But um, <laughs> we did, yeah, I mean we had a lot of that in Tempest Squadron. There was a oh, lot there's of just some sort tough of, edits going on so, there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of just sort of non sequiturs or stuff that was just too filthy to yeah. to include in a <laughs> in a Star Wars RPG. Um, but, but yeah, those tend. To, I mean, that's sort of like the. I'd say the purest kind of fun bits is where we're all just laughing at stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of a specific. Yeah, you're giving me pause for thought on that moment, on that front, because I'm kind of like, there are there have been a lot of moments. Like, I could probably pick one per, like, game session or whatever that we've done where, like, I think the backflipping contest for me and Bork is definitely a moment for me <laughs> where, like, playing with Mark, and it, as I've already said, like, he was kind of coming in very blind. And that backflipping contest, I feel like that's when it clicked for him. Oh yeah, like very much. Like you can... he said, flip for it, and I gave him a look in the room that was just sort of like, "What do you mean, flip for it?" <laughs> and something in his eyes in that moment, like we were both on the same page, and that was for me possibly like the the, the moment when the the role playing thing really clicked. And was like, "Oh shit, we're doing this together now!" Like, yeah. I've had a wild idea, and you see where my wild idea is going. So let's do this. Like a kind of, a, a, I mean, that's I, I look. That's one of my favourite things when bringing in new players is the sudden is trying to break break them out of the sort of the the kind of game mentality of like I have these set moves that's all I can do yeah it's to break that mentality and be like no you can do whatever you want mm. you might not succeed but you can do whatever you want yeah kind of thing that's yeah. it and it, and it, it gave my character the opportunity to do something which was absurd like I'm basically a wizened old man who's now going to attempt a backflip on <laughs> just standing. <laughs> For, and for not really any reason, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
and, and yeah, just perfectly humorous. And that was kind of, yeah, for me, the moment when it really clicked into place. I'm like, ah, oh, damn, we're going to have a lot of fun going forward from here because yeah. now if, if this is where we're all at, then great. Yeah. I, was like, I mean, just the kind of general fun stuff like that, like you say, stuff that is maybe not... I mean, it could be argued that none of us storylines have been super, super serious, with the possible exception of all the murdering that's happening in Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> um, and not like the usual kind of fun fantasy murder where you guys are shooting guys in red robes or whatever. Yeah. But like yeah. the kind of like... People the, losing organs. Yeah, I'm talking about... bits of viscera removed stum- and what have you. <laughs> stumbling upon murdered priests and things is a bit different. Yeah. Um, but like generally, yeah, I think, as I say, my starting point for this sentence was I don't think it could be argued that we are like a hundred percent of the time. Like some, I mean, some shows, you know, whether it's podcasts or streaming things or whatever, it does get very heavy. And I'm not saying we haven't had kind of moments that are like that, but I feel like we're in general quite a lighthearted sort of, you know, we make it with the jokes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Now, yeah. if I had to point to one other thing just before we move off of this, is the the moment where Bork, NFA, and Prontz kind of split up in one of our more recent episodes and had their big emotional fallout. Oh, yeah. And everybody kind of went in other directions, and we all sulked a little bit by ourselves. And then when we all came back together, there was a strong sense of, like, we've all learned lessons here. There's something to, like, go forwards from. And, like, again, that moment of, like, we all knew who our characters were enough that we could naturally move into an argument without anybody in the room having worry of, like, are we as, like, me, Eden, and you, Jason, and you, Mark, we're not actually arguing right now, but we can have that kind of heated performance. Mm. Mm. And that was definitely another moment for me of, like, oh, damn, yeah, we've, we've just taken a little step forwards as a group here, being able to, like, confidently know where our characters are at. Yeah. Like a, a heated gaming moment. <laughs> we all know what that's code for. Um, I, I actually, something that popped into my head uh, very recently, maybe last week uh, or so, I, I um, remember during Tempest Squadron, the whole um, debacle about when Thnock uh, was hiding in the toolbox and there was yes. the whole thing about whether or not it had wheels. <laughs> <laughs> it was that was one of those cases of like this is a dumb joke that I I had a thought pop into my head of like like he's quite heavy it's it's kind of a big box and there's these two guys trying to just stumble this box yeah through. and like something in the back of my brain just went they haven't asked if there's wheels of course there's going to be wheels but you're not going to mention it so then <laughs> I think didn't they they tried to check but they rolled too low to yeah, too find low to, out if there were any wheels well, no, one of them rolled too it was like first it was like. Because the, I think the way the question was phrased to me was like, "Would I think that there's wheels?" So, oh yeah. So I didn't phrase it as like a the, the check wasn't like see if they could see if there's wheels. It was a check to see if they could think to <laughs> check if there was wheels. <laughs> Am I smart enough to check for wheels? Yeah, no, maybe, probably not. Yeah, that was basically how it was. <laughs> it's just stupid moments like that I love because it's just like it's there's no kind of um, like everybody's laughing and having a good time. And it's just, yeah, it's just fun. Yeah. Fun. But, but yeah, I treasure having fun times with my friends. That's nice, isn't it? <laughs> yes, I also yeah. enjoy that. Turns Indeed. out the, the friends we made along the way were the friends we made along the way. <laughs> the, the real friends were inside <laughs> us the whole time. <laughs> okay, so we had quite a few questions from our friend uh, at Teishal, uh, who's been great at submitting questions before. Uh, first one, Will... Uh, me will AJ always be the GM or will someone else take the reins? Um, well, Eden, you've taken you you 
you've previously done Shadowrun. Yeah, yeah, I've I've done it. So I suppose if we're going to be Saki, then Tatial, it's already happened. What are you asking, Matt? <laughs> um, Call yourself a fan? Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I don't know. If we've meant, we we haven't really announced it before, but you are going to be doing some more D and D. Yes, um, yes, I've I've got something brewing right now. The the pieces are coming together. I'm I've gathered the uh, the players. Hmm. And I've I've got the uh, the concepts coming together. Who knows when we'll actually get around to playing it? Because time being what it is, it's just yeah. a difficulty. But it's very much on the cards that I will at some point soon be doing a DMing session for D and D. Yeah, exclusive. Exclu- yeah, the, oh, yes. yes. Breaking news. But yeah, no. Um, I, I, in terms of like, will I always be the the GM? I think just in because of the way we kind of the podcast is sort of produced i think a lot of the time i am going to be the gm um obviously happy for eden to take the reins and things you know when we know we've got a cool story idea and things but just because of the way it's kind of recorded and edited a lot of the times it's sort of a little easier for me to yeah you're clearly running it and organizing it from a central place yeah you're gming from a point of view of okay i'm gonna have to fit this cue to this and yeah, edit this so it fits with this, and and yeah. well, especially on in like longer stories as well, because it's kind of easier. Where I'm kind of making editing decisions, um, if I'm doing that sort of in the dark without any clue of like, you know, what's coming, yeah, sort of in an upcoming thing, I can't. I'm a little bit not worried, but it, there's a possibility there that I might cut something that was meant to be like a subtle nod to something. Yeah, you fuck up the tone or yeah. mood or whatever. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, Jason actually GM'd as well, didn't he? he did uh, that. One shot, yes. yeah. That was yeah. Uh, well. That was again. That, that was just a, over a year ago. That was that was a good one. So the, the dream sequence one. Um, but yeah, I know I'm totally open for other people uh, jamming and stuff. Um, but I mean, uh, from my perspective, like the half the reason why I wanted to do it in the first place with the Shadow Run one was I wanted to like know what you were like as a player to some extent because obviously I'd only ever played any of this kind of stuff with you as the guy in charge. Hmm. And I was very curious to be like, okay, so what happens when I throw AJ a curveball? Where does he go? And obviously we had a lot of fun with that Shadow Run one with some of the choices that were made. And I panic and shit people. Getting, <laughs> ending up getting the, the, the Legend of EastEnders regaled to you while you got tucked into bed. Oh, that got it was weird. not on the cards yeah. at all when I had the plans. But in the moment, oh damn, that was beautiful. Man, I'd forgotten Perfectly about that. came bit. together. Yeah, that was... Uh... That was certainly a thing that happened. <laughs> I, got a bit, I, I haven't, because I've, I've sort of dipped in and out of the uh, the podcast. I, I, I haven't actually listened to any of the Shadow Run stuff. So oh, I'm do gonna, it, man. It's, like, oh, it, it's, it's not that much, but yeah, it's, it's it's 100% absurd because yeah. I'm in charge. I mean, yeah, you're, you're, you're both doing a great job at selling it because it just sounds nuts. So it's, 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 yeah, it gets, it gets a bit strange. Mm. Oh, yeah. Could somebody buy knickers from a uh, vending machine? Yeah. <laughs> if that doesn't sound now you're you. speaking my language <laughs> why didn't you open with that <laughs> um, so uh, Tayshul second question uh, Eden how's the job search going <laughs> well Tayshul um, do you want the honest answer because that will just lead to me crying on mic and I don't think anybody wants that <laughs> Um, yeah, that, that's kind of as much as I want to say. It, it's not truly as despairing as that, but oh damn. Ten years of working a night shift in a service environment and then looking at what your prospects are afterwards is like looking into the black hole and being like, oh, I guess I'll be spending the rest of my life in here. Wonderful. Yeah. 
So, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> if you want to send me some money, by all means, I'll give you account details, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, yeah, you might have a lead. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, send in a DM if you've got, like, a, I don't know, you're putting together a crew for some kind of heist. <laughs> heist yeah. A little time heist. And blow. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Teshul's next question. Teshul sent us a bunch of questions. It's really great. Uh, what RPG systems that you haven't done on the podcast yet do you want to do? Um, well, we were we're going to be doing Things from the Flood after um, Call of Cthulhu. Uh, we haven't actually started recording that yet, but that is um, that's definitely coming up, and I definitely want to do that. It's kind of sort of a little bit sort of Stranger Thingsy, um, nice, but sort of set in the nineties. And that uh, should be fun. Um, after that, I mean, I've got a, I've got a few that I want to do that I've already bought because, of course, I have. Um, <laughs> I picked up the. I've got Adventures from Middle Earth, which Adventures in Middle Earth, sorry, from uh, C Seven Games, which is basically kind of like a sort of skin for D and D Five E. I'm gonna say, yeah. I mean, really, yeah. what is the difference there? It is kind of. It's basically it's more of a. Branding. Normally it would be well, yeah, kind of. It's sort of like it's got the Middle Earth setting, but it's they've they've kind of also reskinned all the classes, so there's less sort of wizards and things. Oh, okay. Um, so you kind of pick. It's not quite the exact same list of cast, uh, classes, and it's not the exact. It's not the D and D races either. You're sort of picking Middle Earth specific stuff. Mm-hmm. So that might be interesting to. Um, uh, I want to be an Aragorn. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna near them Legoluses. <laughs> <laughs> That, uh, that blonde chick with the flowy dress yeah I would be one of them <laughs> yeah no, I, I think that that's going to need a, a fair amount of thought put into it though because I'm a big I don't know a big Tolkien fan but I kind of don't want it to get too silly so that would have to be a bit I mean it's not to say there isn't some silly stuff in Tolkien but you'd also have to again where it's going to be so similar to like a lot of D and D stuff, you yeah. kind of have to make it different enough to make it worth it. Otherwise, it's like why not just play like a D and D thing with? Yeah, and I think that would partly be like a scheduling thing as well. Like maybe not going into it right after a D and D, yeah, sort of story. Mm-hmm. So that's one that's kind of like long term thinking. I want to do. Um, what else have I got? I, again, there's a similar thing of like it's just sort of a fancy thing. I've got the newest version of uh, Warhammer Fantasy roleplay. Um. Which might be kind of interesting. It's, like, it's a di- it's, it, that's more of a completely different system than Adventures in Middle it's, Earth is, but it's is it again, like it's way similar... more complicated, or is it just? It's just, it just, di- it's just like kind it. of different. Okay. I, I feel like you know you're rolling different dice to do different things and stuff. So I haven't really done deep dive into it. Other than that, I've kind of I've been kicking around an idea, and it'll probably it may never ever happen. So don't consider this an announcement or anything <laughs> um, of of sort of doing like a kind of homebrew. Not more kind of homebrew, but like sort of sci-fi thing. But where I've got a system that I, that is sort of got a section in it for like, hey, if you want to reskin this for your own thing, here's mm. how to do it. Um, and this, well, the system is Mind Jammer, but I would kind of set up my own kind of sort of sci-fi sort of universe type thing, and would set it in that. That's a long term. Like maybe we might do that at some point. You know what fucking rule is if there's like a Jurassic Park like RPG system, <laughs> you do like a whole thing about like you know like the scientists and everything like visiting yeah. the park for the first time. Yeah, that would be like. I feel like we could maybe adapt the end of the world one to that because mm. obviously yeah, that, you probably wouldn't be able to do it for that 
long. It'd be like a few episodes, but yeah, like, it'd be yeah, that'd so be pretty. End cool. of the world. You're kind of playing as yourself, so maybe we could do as a kind of like, hey, what are we doing for this one? Well, the three of you are going to Jurassic Park for the weekend. <laughs> you know, <laughs> hope nothing goes wrong. <laughs> you know. I mean, why would it? Yeah, that that's that's a good idea actually. Nobody steal that. Yeah, we'll cut this out. <laughs> TM, 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 TM. <laughs> uh, we already mailed this episode to ourselves, so uh, you can't yeah, take yeah. it. Got a postmark on it and everything. Um, so yeah, there's a few other ones. I mean, I, I keep running into stuff that I'm, I, I kind of look at that and go, oh, I want that. We'll get that. And um, yeah. I wouldn't mind doing Star Trek again, actually. I think we, we've spoken about this previously, haven't we? And mm-hmm. Maybe, again, this, and, and not in an announcement sort of way, but in a sort of like, it would be good to do that again. Um Oh, I'd be very much down for some Trek. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm deeply geeky on that front. I know the ins and outs and the uh, the tropes and what have you, so I, I could have quite a lot of fun yeah. playing a character within that circumstance, I think. You trekking, bro? You trekking? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm obviously, because when we did it before, I mean, it was that was nearly two years ago we did that before, because that, that came out in September of the year that we started. Wow. So... Time flies. Yeah, and then that was very much like a one-off session that I cut into three episodes. So it might be good to have a sort of, uh, and then you know, and then I was set. I think I in my head I was like, this is set at the same time as Search for Spock, <laughs> um, just in a turn and like a timeline-wise type thing. So it'd be interesting to do like a more kind of like DS9 era type thing, or yeah, get those Ferengis involved. Yeah, yeah. Get <laughs> everybody's <laughs> favorite, everybody's <laughs> favorite race of aliens. Um, I have to come up with like a knockoff quark and things like that. Bark. <laughs> Quark's cousin. Quark. <laughs> Hello, I'm Fark. Dot <laughs> 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 com. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think that that that's again. We, we've got a, a few ideas like that that we're kicking around, and it'd be like, let's do that again, but like said it in a different time with a different group and things like that. <clears throat> um so yeah we're, we've got stuff you know we're not running out of ideas just yet <laughs> for the love of god i hope not uh, yeah <laughs> who told you that <laughs> who said that <laughs> um okay uh next what's the biggest swerve the players took from your plans <laughs> i mean <laughs> I, think, I think i know there's quite a, a pre- well there's some pretty big ones i mean the there's the one i think you're thinking of which is where um you like, guys just decided to split the party randomly like and the I, climax I, of the whole storyline <laughs> and you were like right I'm going to do it on my own you guys go over there and I was like uh, I didn't plan for this <laughs> like, which I should have planned for it in that eventuality but in my head I was kind of like Temper Squadron in my head was like a little bit more railroady than everything else Yeah, um, but I still kind of like I wasn't going to be like no don't go there <laughs> but it did just mean like there was a lot of like you crawling through you know, ducks and stuff yeah. while the other two stood in a, a couple of miles away in a, in a ship hangar talking to you on the radio yeah like, <laughs> sort of making awkward chit chat with uh, with uh, that old guy but you were all meant to go meet together after you'd already done the thing it's just they went and met him while you were still doing the I don't know so that was a bit of a swerve but I think that kind of worked you know it works it was fun if you were watching it in a movie, you wouldn't think twice about it. But no. yeah, it's like the logistics of trying to do it for a podcast. It's yeah. Like, yeah. I've had a few swerves in the D&D side of things as well. Um, I mean, notably <laughs> the start of the last arc where I said, okay, you're at a crossroads. If you carry south, that's kind of the, you know, that that will take you towards your destination. And I don't know if somebody said what are the other directions, but 
uh, either that I just started going into I was like well north is where the you know the people are traveling with the, the uh, are going that's the opposite direction and like to your to your right is a city but I was just that as like a side thing and you all immediately were like oh well let's go to the city yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you offered it up as a choice and every one of us was like yeah let's just go to see it, it's been a while since we bought supplies we haven't really caroused with anybody for a while so let's do this I was happy to do that but it was very much a thing of like I think I've got to create a whole city now <laughs> I, no no I already uh, I had to jump on that oh, but okay. like it was sort of a thing of like I'd said it there more as like a sort of as a world building type thing of like you're at this crossroads the the, the right hand turn will take to the city if you go straight on that'll take you to where you're going yeah hint mm-hmm. hint 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 <laughs> where you're going oh no you're going to the city okay <laughs> I mean it's where you're going you're going there yeah. already yeah might as well go there yeah <laughs> but no it was sort of like that was a bit of a swerve where like, it wasn't too big of a thing because my favourite thing is to have you guys walk into a pub and there's a bunch <laughs> of crazy characters and that's not d d oh, exclusive that's it's yeah totally worth it 100% yeah. I mean if we got to meet Bork's cousin and Pron's got to have a painting done of him yeah it, it, Totally <laughs> that actually going back to an earlier question that's probably my favorite uh memory is that the whole episode where we spent in the uh the oh, cantina uh for tempest Squadron. that might be one of my favorite things searching for the whole uh, searching for v yeah mm. and it, again that was it, it turned out really great on the day and like amy was in it who's now on uh call of cthulhu who yeah replaced, she's great. Replaced my voice but i still go back and listen to the original recording because it's so much weirder there is yeah there's a lot of stuff that didn't <laughs> Because it turned out pretty weird anyway, but there's a bunch of stuff that didn't make it in the episode that also is just insane. That like, whole thing. I mean, mo- most of it, I'd say 95% of what we recorded made it into the final thing, obviously yeah. with my NPC voices replaced. Yeah. But there was some other connotations made about the uh, Vala character, which I was like, well, that's not what that character's like. But, you know, yeah. it was it was a lot of insinuated that she was... Uh, I think a lady of the night was yeah, something, and yeah. I was like, that was definitely not what I was going at. Yeah. But by that point, it was t- like it had been picked up by at least two of you, mm. and kind of like implied. So I was just like, oh, it's not worth me arguing at this point. <laughs> I just, I was like, I just cut it out in the edit. But then the voice I was doing, obviously, I don't know, you know, listeners, go back and listen again, <laughs> relive those treasured memories um, <laughs> the- for the first time in this limited edition box set, <laughs> this limited edition zip file. Um, <laughs> But no, like obviously, Amy, Amy did a great job um, going over that character. We actually we had a like that session because it was all recorded over Discord. Because Amy's a, a little bit distant geographically from uh, us down here, just a bit. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was a really fun recording session. Her going through and re-recording my things, but the voice I was doing originally for Violet was very much not Amy's voice. Yeah, it was kind of like a "Hey, hon, how you doing?" Yeah. sort of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> sort of Simpsons kind of Tress McNeil oh god yeah uh, yeah yeah and uh, (laughs) my favourite thing is um, being making making Mark Button very awkward god that is so funny yeah him doing like a him doing that fake awkward laugh it's not even fake though it's just like, yeah, I could I like, could listen to that on a loop on its own just for like an hour. It's so funny. Like I know when he's yeah, just to push his buttons a bit, and it's not like a malicious thing. It's just like it's so goddamn funny because yeah. he always react like his his like awkward reaction is the best thing. It's, like, yeah, it's just like it's like Mark from Peep Show but in space. Like it's, yeah. just, it's <laughs> just him sort of 
trying to awkwardly navigate a situation that he would rather die than have put himself yeah. in like it's yeah and I, and like I say that whole scene is probably right up there actually I'll put that in I don't know a treasured memory it's just one of my favourite things yeah um, but yeah I wouldn't really call that a swerve but it was kind of how do we get to that the swerve of like yeah in D&D you guys going off on me being like oh there's a pub I guess and my friend <laughs> going like, okay so here's who's in the pub we'll do some stuff and yeah this swerve and then that to- I was totally 100% winging it when you were like, I'm going to go over and talk to that halfling who's hitting on those girls. And I was like, my voice went, do an Antonio Banderas voice. So I was like, okay. <laughs> like that is, that is basically how quick it went. I was like, you walk up and he's like, hello, hello, good ladies. How are you doing? <laughs> sort of thing. Quick, uh, <laughs> quick uh, Banderas uh, tangent. I recently watched the uh, the most recent SpongeBob movie uh, where he plays the, uh, the bad guy. Right. And uh, he's really great in it. Also, <laughs> That SpongeBob movie has it, it's got more or less the same plot as Endgame um, because it's got a whole thing about time travel. Uh, they have to retrieve the instead of the uh, the Infinity Stones, it's the uh, formula for making the Krabby Patty. Um, and uh, there's a, every time they every time SpongeBob and Plankton travel through time, there's a song by uh, NERD, um, which is genuinely really good. And I, I DJ at a hip hop night in uh, here in Bournemouth. And uh, the last two times I've DJed there, I've actually I've snuck that song in because it's so good. It's just something, there's something quite fun about playing a song from the SpongeBob movie at like a hip hop night alongside like Future and Kanye West and all that. It's just like, yeah, uh, that's pretty. Anyway, that, yeah, that was my Banderas. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, the Banderas uh, action. Yeah, but um, yeah, no. So I mean. I think I've gotten quite good over the... I mean, we're two years in. I've gotten better at dealing with the swerves, really. Mm. Um, I know. I mean, I'd had a bit... Obviously, because I'd DM for a couple of years before we even did the podcast, and before that we did the um, Star Wars game that was a quite long-running. I say quite long-running. It seemed, seemed quite long-running. It was probably a year and a half or something <laughs> like that. Um, so I'd had a bit of practice, but, like, back in... I mean, when I first started, I was super, like not used not great at like dealing with curveballs at yeah. all like i'd had everything planned out and like typed up and everything but like this is this scene then this is this scene yeah and like immediately because that's how players are I just got chucked curveballs and i was like oh god i don't know what to do and you know yeah i think i've gotten better and like the fact that you guys were like we're gonna go into the city it was like not too big of a i mean it's a big swerve story-wise but and literally they're going yeah. in a different direction to yeah where exactly supposed just to turn this car around swerve. yeah but it, it was it was a st- swerve in my plans but it was not anything i couldn't really deal with if that makes sense i'm trying to think of other ones i mean going back cthulhu there's been one or two but nothing too bad it was mainly that like i was trying to set up but the one i can think of is i can't remember if it was the second episode end of the second episode or start of the third or something where I was trying to sort of get Amy's character to go in and see what the kerfuffle was when kerfuffle weird word. <laughs> the <laughs> see, hullabaloo <laughs> see what the deal was when the in the you know, with the policeman turned up at the um, church and she saw the policeman and was like no nope, I'm leaving I was like oh, oh okay uh, <laughs> don't trust those pigs I, I didn't plan for this kind of thing. <laughs> um, yeah I mean there's little ones every time but yeah uh, okay so <laughs> this is more of a question for me. This next one, uh, still from Tayshal. Uh Which person makes my editing job the hardest? <laughs> this is quite tough. Um, <laughs> Who's getting thrown under the bus? Yeah, exactly. This is like. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. You can you can see me. It's no, it's, it's not you. It's okay. it's definitely Mark. Which Mark for clarity? Uh, Mark Mark A. Yeah. Who's, um, 
uh, this again this is a real leading question that is like th- making me throw someone under the bus to quote Hank which, Hill that's what you'd call a loaded question yeah which specific person <laughs> makes my job the hardest I don't know they all make my job pretty hard <laughs> I would just say like, I say with Mark there's a couple of things in fact I mean we've he, you know this isn't going to be a shock to him because we've got a standing rule of I have to be like please don't make so many references and quotes and things yeah I was going to say and that's, like, a, that's just yeah, yeah. I mean that, that's fine I mean like when we're just hanging out it's all fine and everything. yeah and, and it, it, when we're actually playing it's fine it's just after the fact I've, I've just had to be like can we kind of keep him to a minimum I've got to turn this head around quite quickly yeah <laughs> um, so yeah I'm not having a go it's it's fine no we all love Mark he's uh, yeah yeah I think generally our, our kind of, and this isn't again any kind of thing against any of the players or anything, but just in general in terms of like the sort of feel of the show and that, I'm perfectly happy for there to be jokes and I'm perfectly happy for there to be occasional fourth wall breaking moments. I mean, God knows not got a fair few of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but most of the times, especially in like the slightly more serious scenes and things. Yeah. Um, or, or times when we're really trying to be like, okay, this is, we're in the universe sort of thing. Mm. Then certain jokes don't really fly if they if they yeah. if, if they have to be if you have to know the thing it like I'd, I'd prefer an original joke to a reference because a reference isn't funny on its own you have to know the context yeah and especially when we're playing something like star wars or whatever then it doesn't always land it gets a bit uh, like we were talking about family guy earlier it yeah gets a bit too like it's just yeah, I mean, you're just um, using someone else's joke. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't really I, have any I'll be the I'll be the first one to say I'm not really a fan of Family Guy. I used mm. to be back in the day, but then, yeah, I don't know. It just a, a reference doesn't automatically equal a joke. Yeah. And mm-hmm. again, uh, this is just sounding like I'm having a go at Mark, and I'm not. No, because yeah, <laughs> um, we, 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 we all do it. We all committed. We we all do it. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. Thanks for making me look like an asshole, Tayshaw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, no, I mean, no, this isn't, like I say, this isn't anything new. I mean, Mark and I have talked about, you know, okay, we're, we're recording. Let's try and keep it in the moment instead of references and stuff. Yeah. But it does, and it, uh, yeah, being asked to pick a specific person, it's, it's a close game. Let's put it that way. He just sometimes yeah. edges ahead. And he's been in quite a few episodes recently, so it just sort of, that's how it goes. Yeah. Sort of thing. I'm backpedaling like hell now. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody makes my jo- editing job hard. Really, yeah. um, it's but then that's just the nature of editing. Really, yeah. it's uh, th- we all have our moments. Let's put it that way. I I know I make my own job hard sometimes. Can you a imagine if <laughs> Deadpool was playing that guy? Yeah. Acts like there's not even a fourth wall there to break. He's just <laughs> stepping through the gap when it's. Oh, I've had three beers. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a line stepper, habitual line stepper. <laughs> Um, oh no, no, actually, you know what? I'm going to retcon my answer to this last question. Lucas style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. um, yeah, no, I'm going to retcon my answer. Uh, I am the person who makes my editing job the hardest. Because <laughs> <laughs> way more, yeah, after all that talk of throwing Mark under the bus, actually way more often than that, I'll say, you know, we'll be halfway through the scene and I'll just go, actually, I'll do that line again. Yeah. Or like, oh, we'll do that. Actually, no, you know what? Forget that. You know, we'll go back and... So even even at the start of this episode, with yeah, the, yeah, the intro was just like four times to start this. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm the person who makes my own job the hardest. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm sorry, Mark. <laughs> it's me. Rescued that one. <laughs> <laughs> Pulled that out the fire. What's <laughs> one? Um, preferred drinks and snacks for each person when playing or recording. 
Well, you got a Carlsberg in hand. Well, I was going to say, yeah, I get a can check going. I'm usually, I, I, I'm a, I'm a beer guy. I, uh, yeah, I tend to just when I'm recording podcasts. I've got a podcast of my own that I've started recently. And uh, plug it. Uh, it's Junior Funners. It's uh, it's about Arsenal, the football team, nominally, but we also talk about a, a bunch of other stuff. We try not to keep it too dorky and football based. Um, it's kind of a mark of how far nerd cultures come, really, isn't it? That like a football podcast is. You don't kind want of it to be too nerdy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we don't want our football podcast to be too nerdy. Um, so we, you know, we talk about like Bigfoot, and um, we actually have a, a segment at the end of each episode called uh, "Cultural Appropriation," where we recommend pop culture stuff we're into that week. Um, yeah. So, but anyway. I like drinking beer, beer. Um, so yeah, and it loosens me up. And then you know, now I won't shut up because, like I said, I've had three beers now. So it's uh, yeah. yeah. You'll know I'm a Pepsi Max man. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Pepsi man. There's the proof you heard it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I am legit, legit, yeah, legit pouring myself another glass of this goddamn black crack. Mm. Um. Yeah. um <laughs> To go away I, I can't say that I've got anything in particular that I'm like, oh, I, I, I like to have that. Like I said, I, I drank Copperberg for maybe the first five or six sessions. Yeah. And I'm sat drinking a bit of beer today, but yeah, flip a coin and see where I'm at on the, on the day. I might feel like a bit of booze. I might not. I don't know. I feel like we, we've generally, we went through a phase, because um, this has been a little while since we've done D&D round here. All of Cthulhu has basically all been over Discord, mm. with the mm-hmm. exception of... Um, Mark has been here with me in much as, nope. much the same setup as we got today. A little bit of peek behind the curtain. Uh, Ollie and I are at my home studio, and Eden is uh, discording in. Yeah, me and AJ are holding hands. And yeah, then, uh... the whole time we've been holding hands. <laughs> and I'm imagining them holding hands. Yeah, we're both Donald ducking it as well. We're so, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh damn, my mind's eye. What just happened? To it? I, I prefer to think of it as Winnie the Poohing. Yeah, well, uh, just, just a couple of bears just hanging out with. <laughs> Let it all hang out. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here at Pooh Corner. Um, <laughs> do, no, uh, how, what the fuck was I talking about? Um, yeah, it's been a while since we've done D and D with everybody round here. Um, I think that was the last time I've had a full session here. Was when we did the last D and D arc. Mm. Yeah, because we haven't done anything since then. Oh, that is a while ago at this yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, it was August. It's sort of like a. It's a weird thing because obviously, yeah, like doing stuff like over over Discord and online means that you can get kind of it broadens the net in terms of you know people you can get involved yeah um they don't necessarily need to either live nearby or be able to mm. travel to you um but there is something there's you know there's something that can't really be replicated about just having a bunch of people in a room at yeah. the same time um you know playing the same game and well i was coming on to that because um the last few times we had D if you brought around a whole bunch of like <laughs> Pringles and snacks and things, this is relating it back to the snacks question, which I think mo- for the most part have kind of sat on the table untouched for most of the session. Mm, no, I'm, I'm very like... conscious of making noise by eating. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've brought like Skittles and biscuits and things like where we were recording D and D in the past. Just all loud. And like, Everybody would be like cautiously grabbing maybe like two skittles at a time because they don't want them all to clack together near a microphone. Yeah. Ever since I saw that that episode of True Detective where Woody Harrelson's eating the spaghetti, uh, I was just like, <laughs> the noises that he makes when he's eating it are just disgusting. And I was just like, I, I never want to, I never want to become that. I never, wanna, <laughs> I never want anyone to hear me eating in that way. I don't want to be Woody. I, yeah. God. God. <laughs> yeah. God, don't let me be Woody. Uh, <laughs> 
Apart from that, I mean, you know, I take every other part of Woody Harrelson's uh, deal, but yeah, yeah. The, the, the when he's eating the spaghetti, he just oh, it's so gross. It's yeah. <laughs> I think where I, most of the time I'm like DMing or DMing or whatever, depending on the system. Um, I have a drink, but I don't um, with my, you know my trusty Pepsi Max. Mm. Um, but I'm not really eating while we're doing it because I'm doing a lot of talking. Yeah. Um, mm. I think that's probably. <laughs> To a large extent, because we're recording it as well. Like, like you say, you kind of knock the nail on the head with that. You don't want to be too loud on microphone because it yeah. it picks it all up, whether you're the one talking or not. Especially the way the way we're sort of set up to record is when everybody's in the one room. I'm kind of recording onto one channel, even though we've all got separate mm-hmm. mics. Yeah. So unless everybody, anytime they're picking up food, is also turning their microphone off, which is not That's not that great. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's um. It's very tricky for me to take out food sounds after the fact. Yeah. Um, playing outside of this is, is kind of different. I'll tend to, you know, I might have a bag of crisps or something, but, but yeah, no, I, I'll, I'll have, yeah, not, not huge snacks. Drinks while I'm playing. Keep my, keep my voice all lubricated. Yeah. 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 A little bit of alcoholic lubrication. That's, yeah. that's Good, the best uh, I find. There should be like an episode where you eat like ten crackers and have to try and <laughs> have to DM with try and DM at the same time without taking a drink of water. Yeah. <laughs> have to do another, and then the next one is the cinnamon challenge where DMing. <laughs> yeah, you just, just vomit all over the mic. Um, uh, biggest claim to fame. So this isn't really podcast specific. Oh, it's just. <laughs> um, I was on TV when I was like. I guess like nine or ten. I was in the school choir, and it nice. was like it was like an Easter thing. We were on one well, no, the actual thing we were on wasn't Easter specific, but it was like some classical piece, which I do have the CD of somewhere. Um, but our school choir was on it, and then they kind of filmed us as part of this Easter special. I have no memory at all of filming it. I don't remember going to the place to film it. I don't remember it being on. But uh, like a few years ago, my mate sent me this YouTube video. It's like, hey, I found us that time we were on TV. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I'm like, wait, what's this? <laughs> and it's like, it's like 100% me because that's me surrounded by all my mates. Yeah. And like, but like I was on TV. Wow. Yeah. Is that, what was that like a songs of praise type thing? Yeah, or? I guess kind of. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll find it when we finish recording this, but it's like, I don't know the context. It was like some Easter special or yeah. something. Like, here's a dramatization performance or something of this classical piece. And mm. like, I guess we're filming in some kind of abbey or something because it looks that that kind of setting. Mm. But like, no memory of it. But like, that's my only claim to fame is that I was on TV when I was like ten. <laughs> okay. You ever you been ever been like like retweeted or have a, a tweet liked by anybody? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Kevin Smith's liked a couple of my tweets oh, that cool. I, when I've tweeted directly at him. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> It's always less impressive when you like. Yeah. I've had that with, yeah, people as well. Like I think Rob Delaney's liked a couple of my tweets. It's always been in reply to some. It's always stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, get, you know. Um, still, yeah, likewise on my part. Now that back when at midnight was still going, I managed to get a couple of things retweeted by them and liked. I never quite got onto the show Not itself, the show. but uh, I, I managed to get passed on by those comedians, which was very much like, "Oh, I said a funny thing, and the LA comedians have validated me. Thank you, thank you." <laughs> well, yeah, I've got I've got stories about that because I, I went to LA a couple of years ago, um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I went to I did all the comedy nerd stuff. Um, that I'd wanted to do for years, so I went. I, I went to ASCAT, um, where the uh, anyone that doesn't know ASCAT's like a legendary improv show, 
at mm. the uh, Upright Citizens Brigade where uh, they'll have a, a guest uh, monologist or storyteller mm. who will tell a story based on a suggestion, one word suggestion typically from the audience and then a group of improvisers which at various times includes people like Includes people like Amy Poehler and uh, Matt Besser. Matt Besser was was hosting the the one I was at. Horatio Sands was also there. Um, the guest monologist was El Jefe from No Effects, and uh, he told a very <laughs> disgusting story about Fat Mike. Um, turns out he's a he's a, he's a Fat Mike's just a big old piss freak. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I did okay. that. I, I went to see, I, I went to a bunch of other stand up shows. I met I met Brandon Wardell at a festival I went to. Um, speaking of. Um, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. He's in a couple episodes of that. But the the biggest thing is after I saw, I went to see uh, Wild Horses, the improv group Wild, mm-hmm. Wild Horses, who are very, very, very funny. Um, and afterwards, I went to the bar at the end of the street, and it was a it was a Saturday night, but it was like not very busy in there. Um, and like two guys came into the bar and started like uh, they were like yelling and hugging each other very loudly and I was like not really paying attention I was just like oh yeah okay calm down entourage and then they went <laughs> they went to the bar um, oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> hashtag oh yeah yeah um, they, they went to the, they stood like the end of the bar next to me and I saw um, at the corner of my eye one of them and I was like it looks like Taika Waititi and then huh. the, the dots in my brain connected and I was like oh this is Hollywood it probably is Taika Waititi and then the guy next to him started talking um, and I was like oh that sounds like Luther and and then I turned around and it was Idris Elba it was like a, <laughs> it was like a week after Ragnarok came it was, out it was, I think it was opening weekend because they, yeah. they'd oh, been damn. to a uh, like a screening they'd sort of done that thing where like the cast and director oh, yeah. and that had like surprised fans at like a random theatre mm. and then afterwards I guess Idris and Taika just decided to go out and let's go get shit faced get drunk yeah they were, yeah, they were pretty pretty well uh, refreshed um <laughs> But yeah, and Idris Elba um, demanded that I give him my jacket because it was an Adidas like tracksuit jacket and it matched his shoes. So he was like, "Let's swap shirts." So he just took his polo shirt off in this cra- in this not that crowded bar in front of everyone, and nobody paid attention. It was like Idris Elba is shirtless in front of you people. What, what's wrong with you? Um, and then yeah, he put my jacket on, and then he was like, "You're not gonna put my shirt." And I was like, I, "I'm gonna keep my top on." Thanks, Idris Elba. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't really need to feel that way about myself um and yeah just, <laughs> i wear it i wear it around my waist <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um and then yeah but yeah just stood there chatting at the bar for uh for a while and um yeah and then later on in the evening when i was like waiting for my, my uber to go back to my hotel um uh, idris had gone by that point but taika was still outside with like all the like the other people they were with and he recognized me while he was out there having a fag and waved me over and then told everyone else he was at the table with what had happened inside about all the swapping shirts and that. And he kept fist bumping me. Um, he just kept on, like, during the whole conversation, he kept, like, holding his fist out for me to bump. And it was just, yeah. But that was, that's, yeah. like, the, it, as far as fame. Brush with fame. Yeah, fame yeah. claims go. That's, like, I don't think I'm going to be that. It just overstole your shirt once. Yeah, yeah. And then he gave it, he gave it back because I'd been sweating into it all day. Um, <laughs> so, Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's... yeah, you got me beat on that front. I, I, mine are all like either Twitter things, or I think the one direct interaction I ever had was when I went up to the Edinburgh Fringe and I was watching um, Rich Hall was doing some kind of musical hoedown thing. Oh, cool. And he was singing a song. He'd, he'd started singing a song called "I've Been Looking for Jesus." And if you know what I look like, then I'm kind of <laughs> I fit the bill. Yeah, you've got the pretty look much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as he's singing this. 
some part of me clicked and it was an unusual circumstance where they had the bar was on the stage where they were playing itself so there's about 300 people watching rich hall play with this band and if you want a drink you've got to go on stage with them to buy the drink (laughs) wow and nobody had gone down there we were about 45 minutes to an hour into this show and nobody had dared to set foot on this stage and he starts singing i've been looking for jesus and i looked around at the people near me and i was like I, I can't not do this. Like this is like the the, the, the joke is too obvious here. Like I'm going to arrive here. I am. So I did, and everybody around me was like pulling a face. Like don't do it. Don't ruin this for us. But, oh, they they were very much acting like you're about to throw a spanner in the works. And my comedic sensibility was like screaming at me, going, "No, this will be funny." Goddamn. <laughs> As I'm walking down the stairs, I can hear the crowd go. <gasps> <laughs> and as I get onto the stage, <laughs> Rich Hall like does a full on like as he's playing the the like comedic double take of like he spots me, looks away, and then does the whole like shock like oh my god, there's Jesus on stage. <laughs> Walk up to the bomb and just give him the whole kind of like two fingers like I'll have two beers. Offer him a ten pound note and he's like no no. Just gives it again, gives me the hand gesture back of like, no, your money's no good here. Turn to the crowd, <laughs> hold two beers up to them, and they're kind of like a massive cheer, and walk back to the seat. While I, all the people I was with are like putting their heads down in their fucking lap, pretty much. And I'm like, this was golden. This was this was my moment. Thank you very much, everybody. <laughs> as far as yeah, I mean, as, as far as like unprompted interactions with comedy shows go, that's a very like unintrusive way of doing it because normally it's like. You know, I decided to involve myself in the comedian's act, and obviously that ends terribly for everybody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was yeah. it, and I've, I've been to enough of those shows where I've seen the guy that opens his mouth and finishes the punchline or whatever, and is in some way, shape, or form taking the thunder from the comedian. And instead I was like, I'm not taking any thunder. I'm literally adding to this performance because Jesus <laughs> arrived while he was singing. Where's Jesus? Also, it's like, yeah, it's just, I like the, the just the, the added kind of thing of the bar stuff being like, eh, don't worry about it, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> no, he genuinely, the look on the guy's face was of. like, he shocked, like, oh my God, I can't believe this somebody's done this. I was like, thank you very much. It's good to know that the joke landed. I will yeah. doubly enjoy these bits. <laughs> um... So yeah, long story short, none of us are really famous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All, all the rest of mine are all like, I called Roseanne Barr crazy on Twitter and didn't at her, but she still came back at me. Oh, that's pretty good. I once good. referenced Inside Number 9, like somebody was saying, what's what's a good British comedic show? And I came back to them being like, oh, Inside Number Nine's good, but a lot of people forget about it. And then Reese Shearsmith, out of the blue, goes, yeah, a lot of people do forget about that. <laughs> or something to that effect where I was sort of like, man, I'm here trying to like do what I can. Oh, fuck? I had a back and forth with Freddie Prince Jr. once. Oh, nice. On Twitter. I can't remember what it was to do with. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, speaking of like things that you haven't tagged people in, um, there was someone tweeted, I think everyone... Something to the effect of everyone that calls themselves a, pl- a proud Slytherin is actually a Hufflepuff, and I quote tweeted that saying, like, just sort of, you know, kind of adding, well, not adding to it, but just sort of like doing like another version of that, basically saying every guy that thinks they're Don Draper is actually Joel Murray's character in Mad Men who pisses his pants in that one meeting. <laughs> Um, and then, like a week later, like Joel Murray retweeted it and replied to me saying, like, "I've always found that to be the case myself." <laughs> Again, hadn't tagged him in it or anything. It was just, yeah, that's pretty great. <laughs> Man, I need to rewatch Mad Men. That's a good show. Um, <laughs> questions? Questions? Uh, 
This is the last of Teichol's ones. Um, so thanks again, Teichol, for all these. Uh, silliest slash stupidest decision made while playing an RPG. I guess this could include, like, not on the podcast, I guess, and that. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, silliest. I mean, playing. Because I don't, I don't tend to play that often anymore. Um, That's what I've enjoyed about being the DM. And that, like one of the things that I've really kind of, like, relished and why I've sort of set this thing in the, on the horizon is like, I like to see you kind of thrown into the uh, player's position a little bit, because yeah. obviously we know your DM sensibilities very well. And through that, that allows me to then feel like, okay, what can I set up that AJ is going to kind of like, he's going to know the beats on this, but where can I take it? And then how are you going to react? Like that's been the fun for me on that. I don't know. I tend to make, yeah, silly, stupid. I mean, I guess I'd have to go with like, uh, something from the Shadowrun ones, probably where I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go off down that tunnel towards the end, of, you know, on my own or something. I think the choice was... to immediately kill Dito was oh, very much yeah, like that's... for me that threw that was a massive out of left field moment of like what? Uh, like probably Silas has yeah. decided to open fire immediately. <laughs> well, I was not expecting this. Yeah, but I'll go with that then because I mean I'm also I'm a player on um, well currently plummet. Uh, and previously Curse of uh, Penance on both series on Penance RPG, but I think with both of those, most of the time, I don't really, in terms of like playing, I don't really make like silly playing decisions. I make a lot of jokes, but I don't really. I'm not a silly player. I'm not a silly player. I'm a silly character. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> no, well, I'm, I'm not a silly person. I just play one on TV. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm. A, I'm, a, I'm a kind of most of the time slightly voice of reason but I'll, I'll make a joke here and there sort of thing so i i wouldn't i don't know i guess i'm not really a very silly player i mean i, I got i got a couple of answers like in, in terms of like one ones that i've done and like ones that i've witnessed other people doing it like we yeah i think you, we sort of briefly referenced it before but yeah the the uh the D D game that um that you you did for for oh, me, yeah, Mike and andy yeah. Uh, that ended up being like the first uh like D D run it was like, the, a, like a dry podcast. run kind of thing yeah, yeah. um Mike's when we approached that house um, uh, initially, Mike's plan was rather than entering through the door, he wanted to parkour <laughs> basically through the window. Um, but he like I think he rolled like a two or something, <laughs> so he basically like just ran up to the window and bounced off of it, yeah, alerting all of the <laughs> bad guys inside to our presence and also just losing us any kind of like drop we may have had on them um, yeah so that was yeah and again like the whole thing of it is that like the front door is wide open and it's sort of like oh that's weird maybe we should go investigate but no mike's genius he wanted plan. to just dive through the window yeah he wanted like, to show yeah, yeah, off yeah. and just kind of like yeah like dive through the window and uh yeah i think the throwing of the sword falls into that kind of yeah. feeling as well of like oh yeah why are you doing this yeah. <laughs> it's funny it's silly it's <laughs> why <laughs> I think I, I think know for, my version of that immediately <laughs> off the top of my head. It's Prons attempts to stab somebody and misses, so he goes prone on the ground. <laughs> That's true, you it was up, literally you like up in a ball, making yourself in my easier mind's to hit. hurt me. Yeah, Prons's mentality in that moment was like a five-year-old child who's attacked, attempted to attack an adult, and is immediately just like, "No, no, no, no! Please, please don't hurt me! I, I, I know I've done wrong." Along, along those lines, for you as well, I think of the again. It's in that first story arc of um, where you guys are creeping up on the goblin camp, and there's bugbears there, and you 
you shoot at one of them, run 30 feet away, <laughs> wake them, realize they're not chasing you, and then... <laughs> oh, shit, I've left the fight behind. Yeah, I guess I've... <laughs> It's, it was just like a thing of like I was like oh wait where are you going okay guess I better yeah. go back and finish this fight <laughs> that I started yeah <laughs> but like I mean um, I mean Prontz is such a great character for like silly things like that like the whole kind of like light on your hat and like going down doing the elevator move behind some mm-hmm. benches and things and just like <laughs> oh that was that was skillful though that yeah, was no, absolutely it, it like a, a very calculated move it was very silly though absolutely yeah <laughs> such is my way <laughs> i think in terms of like silliest moments for for me as a player is probably like during the uh, uh during tempest squadron was um trying to threaten the robot that was serving <laughs> behind the bar at the uh, at the cantina um, just waving a gun around yeah just like pulling out a blaster firing into the ceiling and then, i'll kill you i'll, I'll, kill, all you. I'll kill all of you and then just Getting hit in the head by like the bit of ceiling that you falls fired, down on you. Fired into the ceiling and then it just like the food. Yeah, <laughs> I remember it so well because you you just stood doing the like I'll kill you and I was like you get hit in the head and you just like ah. I think yeah, I think because I think at first I was trying to just intimidate him like yeah. psychologically and then like just abandon that immediately and went from just like zero to sixty, just waving the blaster in his face and then firing into the ceiling and threatening not just him but everyone else in the cantina, which was your friend and it, yeah cause it, was, it was like 11 a.m or yeah. something so it was like yeah that that was sort of like a yeah. like a fun silly thing i think we all get quite we get silly quite often on this yeah and well, especially we're silly yeah it's a silly show, it's a silly show. Yeah. yeah life's serious enough as it is yeah um so yeah i hope that's a good enough answer <laughs> okay uh we're on to our last batch of questions these time uh these these times these times these times these, times, these questions are from uh these questions are from steboost 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 it's gotta be said yeah. we've got to do it every time steboost it's <laughs> a little sound bite set that as your ringtone um <laughs> uh first up are there any particular easter eggs plans story paths or little details that went totally unnoticed um a lot of times it, it, i won't really call it planned story paths um there's a lot of little de- there's a hell of a lot of little details that get unnoticed and or just not commented on where i'll say something i think in general and this isn't anyone specific Basically, every single person who's on the podcast is terrible at asking follow-up questions um, <laughs> for anything, and that's that's been the case in like Call of Cthulhu, in like well, not so like it's some some of the time in D anD D, but like some of the time in Star Wars, like I'll, I'll kind of it's clearly like the person is not going to exposition exposition dump on you guys, yeah. But you'll take the the first bit, and instead of going like. Well what, well, what was that about or something? You just be like, okay, mm-hmm. and walk off. And I'm like, oh, all right. I guess you don't want to know about what you're meant to be doing. <laughs> but like, I'm not going to have the guy like chasing after you. Yeah, um, yeah we're not big on pressing the issue around here. No. <laughs> um, we like, don't harass anybody. You know, yeah. if they don't want to be spoken to, then we won't speak to them. Yeah. So as a result, like a lot of little things or like stuff that like would have to come. Like in my head, I'm like, well, they'd have to ask about that. You know, n- somebody. You know, not going to just immediately come out with like, oh no, and then this is the secret thing right here. It would have to be like, wait, so is that really it? You know, you'd have to kind of get it out in conversation. It's yeah, like when you when you play through a video game for the second time, yeah, and you kind of like find something that you didn't do, like you didn't you sort of just moved past the first time. You're like, oh, that that would have made everything make a lot more sense. Mm. Oh, okay, so I, yeah, that wasn't just like a rant. Like <laughs> that boss fight didn't just come out of nowhere. Yeah, uh, there was a whole setup for it, and I just didn't 
but I mean that does happen a couple of times and, and you know nothing as big as like a boss fight but sort of some stuff where I'm just like it, it goes uncommented on or un, like followed up on by the players and in my head I'm like well it's an important enough thing that it's going to happen anyway they just mm. don't know about it yeah. so then they run into it later I, a good one I can think of actually which isn't spoilery because we've now gone past that being well spoiler if you haven't listened to Call of Cthulhu um, is uh, I think we even might have commented on it in the game is that when Amy's character first goes to the theatre which is like the morning after they went to they got to the town she kind of lets herself in the side door and, in, and yeah we definitely commented on this now I think I she lets herself in the side door and hears the sounds of somebody moving around upstairs and just thinks it's one of the cast members drops her letter off and leaves if she'd have gone upstairs she would have immediately run into the monster oh wow like second episode I feel like we've done that a lot of times during yeah. that sort of like we've skirted right up to the edge of the esoteric mystery mm. kind of heard maybe the, a little hint that is there and then gone I'm going to go and buy some booze or I'm going to go yes. and I don't know yeah. carouse for a little while in the pub the uh, the <laughs> The, the lost style of uh, storytelling. Yeah. J.J. Uh, Abrams and Damon Lindelof style. <laughs> just sort of like, just, just, just enough. You know it's there. Just but, right uh, up to it. I mean, it's yeah. happened a couple of times in Cthulhu where I've, I've in my head, back of my head going, okay, so they're going to press this point and then all three of you, like kind of unprompted, have just gone, so should we just go back to the lodgings then? And like, it's happened like three times and in my head I'm just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, <laughs> well, not that bad, but you know, like a kind of like, I'm like, oh, this, uh, well, okay, this is going to take two more episodes then. You know, that sort of like, yeah. I mean, the, I, I think we found our pace with it. And mm, I, I'm very yeah. much conscious of the fact that you're one of the players, Eden, and we haven't finished it yet. Mm. So I'm not really, I'm not complaining at all because this is just how the story has gone. You know, this is the, no, absolutely. This is the way it's, the it's story. one of those where like we felt our way because I think it's quite easy to look at D&D &D in particular and almost everybody can pick out what they want to do in that circumstance and how they fit into that world in broad strokes hmm. because it is all broad, broad strokes. Whereas Call of Thulu kind of forces you to think a bit more like what's the time period we're operating in? What was the social norms of the time? There's a little bit more engagement with the characterization. Yeah, I feel, I feel like we've been more on the kind of role-playing, like we've lent more into that than sort of... But, I mean, we do t in in yeah, in the broad scheme of like RPG podcasts and shows. I think we're more into the role playing side of things than constant dice rolling, mm -hmm. which yeah. I prefer anyway. Cause yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's more interesting to do and to listen to, at least yeah. to me anyway. Um, not everybody's cup of tea. A lot of people do like the dungeon crawl, hack and slash sort of like nothing but dungeon crawls sort of thing. But yeah, I think folks love rules. Yeah, but like, as as you're saying, I think in Call of Cthulhu, it really hasn't come up like there's like the characterization has been the show if you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah yeah no that's that's more appealing to me as well so yeah uh, i think with star wars in terms of like planned story path i think where that one was quite uh sort of a little bit railroady but did, I, mean, I mean yeah we had a little bit like within it worked within the context of the greater yeah. story because we had like you know we were pilots for the rebellion we yeah. had a mission and we had to do that mission. And, and we knew going in, it was going to be like, right, okay, this is maybe going to be a bit more kind of like, here's a scene, here's the next scene sort of thing, yeah. rather than like, well, like we do with Cthulhu and like we do with D&D, &D, of just like, let's see where we go, see if they figure it out. Because yeah. it was very much <laughs> like, it's this is like, okay, this is more way on the audio, towards audio drama side of things rather than, yeah. you know, there's a bit, there's still game elements in it and we're still playing the game, but yeah. 
you know, it's a little bit more railroady. So I think with that was a less, um, a, li a little bit less of the sort of paths not taken. There's obviously things could have gone differently. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Oh no, and it was you know stuff was totally determined by roles and things. You know, stuff could have gone completely differently. We did. Yeah. But, I mean, there, there was a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of firefights that went on a lot longer than they. Uh, yeah. Probably. <laughs> I think I I cut <laughs> out of, whole combat rounds at some point because yeah, it was just like everybody missed. We were rolling right, okay. like so poorly. Like, yeah. It was, it was it was insane. Like yeah. We were, yeah. But, like, in terms of, like, different story paths taken, there wasn't so many of them in that one. Like, it was no. kind of... That's not to say... It wasn't all on rails all the time. Yeah. But it was... There was definitely sort of, like, we hit the beats I was hope, thinking we were going to hit. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, so it's not like... Like you said, like, like with D&D with &D and everything else, it's sort of, like... The whole point of it is that it's, like, a quest that you happen upon in most yeah. cases. Uh, some individual characters might have individual goals that they're sort of working towards, but with star wars it is very much there is kind of like a there is a very clear kind of mission that needs to be accomplished um, yeah we're very much in a story as opposed to like yeah. i think D &D, i mean we're in a story with all of them but with the D, &D we're a bit more kind of open about it yeah it's sort of like okay you arrive in the city and like you know you've got a mission but you you know you can go off doing other stuff and things yeah. and like you know, there's nothing stopping us doing that in star wars but i think just the nature of the story in the style we we're telling it in it needed to be a bit more regimented than that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and D&D, &D, there's little bits here and there. I mean, but mostly, I think it's a similar thing of, like, we've mostly hit all the story beats that I was hoping for. Things, again, with that have all... That, that, I think that's a bit more open to... It's been a bit more open to, like, things could have gone very differently and then we would have had fallout to deal with from that. Yeah. Um, but... And then there's been everywhere that the characters have been in D and D. There's been other things that there's been not stuff missed, but like stuff that you know could have gone differently. Or I guess some stuff, no, nothing like kind of main story has been missed. If that makes sense, yeah. really. Mm -hmm. um, for instance, I, I actually had ideas for. I know I said I kind of winged it when you went into the pub and I was like, "Here's a bunch of characters," but where I kind of uh, you know when prompts went and then got his painting done I, I described a couple of other characters I had quick storylines in my head for each of them if you would have gone and talked to them or p pushed the issue a bit more because I know I think mm. you went and talked to like two elves who was conspiratorially talking over a map and you were like is that a map and they were like yeah can we help you and you're like no I'm good walked <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, like, kind of walked over <laughs> looked over things and kind of went do you want to tell me anything about it they went Fine, I'll, I'll move on then. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> if you had to push the issue, you know, there was a story there. And, like, there was a. You another... guys talking about maps? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like maps. Yeah. I like going places. <laughs> yeah, but everybody in that pub had, like, a thing. But you just, you went with the, you went with the halfling. So it was sort of, yeah, that was the one that we ended up doing. Sort of thing. So well, not... it was the one that jumped out as the most immediately kind of like, oh, this guy's acting slightly pervy around a bunch of women. I'm going to be the white knight right now, but I'm going to be the prompt style white knight. Yeah. So I'm going to take all of his pervy attention. And it was and funny, and I'm, I'm happy how it turned out because it really was a funny thing of you like charming the guy and getting him to go paint you a portrait nude and that. And then the <laughs> charm spell wearing off like 10 minutes into the portrait painting. You know, it was golden. So it, it was, <laughs> yeah. Describe prompts naked. That, that was a rare opportunity right there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, again, nothing huge. I don't think we. I think over all of it, I don't think we've really missed anything massive, have we? We've just sort of. There's been. I've. I've at every time because a lot of it, I'm sort of winging as I go. It's. More... I can point to like minor things in the Shadowrun thing, like 
I, I've got stuff that I wish I'd done with a bit of hindsight more than anything else. Yeah. As I had you guys walking down the main street, I really wish, like, and it was immediately after we'd finished playing that I was thinking this, I really wanted to describe that there was a variety of chip shops down the main street and that they all had names like Cod Pieces, Cod Pieces, Cod Pieces. <laughs> or the, the, the Slippery Savaloy and things like that. <laughs> And in at least one of these fish and chip shops, there would be a stripper pole, and there would be a woman <laughs> desperately trying to cling hold to this stripper pole, but because she's in a chip shop, and there's quite a lot of grease in the air, she can't really get a solid, like, mm. purchase on this thing. So you're just watching as you, as you wander past. You'd have seen a woman kind of almost breaking her neck every two seconds, kind of desperately trying to cling on to this thing. I'm, re- I'm very conscious of the fact that you haven't listened to Shadowrun, so you don't know what the context is so much yeah that. i mean I, I you know i think i, I, I can work it out there's a bunch of chip shops and uh, they're clearly fronts for brothels or whatnot uh so it's uh that's that's well, Abbas had become a very seedy place that, that's really <laughs> the core of it, yeah everything in that place was in some way shape or form geared towards sex <laughs> in a really kind of cynical seedy way yeah yeah <laughs> that's it well the, the only other thing i could point to and i think i might have mentioned it in my q a session was that the there was the one Slightly sad looking stripper, like moving around her pole oh, yes, in the I main think, club. I think you did. And that you it. guys steered away from her at every given opportunity. It was like, <laughs> I kept laying, putting her out in front of you, like, here's this sad looking stripper. Do you want to find out what her story is? And every time you guys are like, no, we're going to go <laughs> off and deal with something else completely different. She's not important at all. Look, that's just and the way it goes. The number of characters I've sort of come up with and just been like, so there's this guy, and you're like, nope, no, um, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just the way of it, you can't, well, yeah. He's got an accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only other sort of Easter egg thing, and it's not really even an Easter egg, it's more, I weren't so much missed as so much as like, I'd put a bunch of time into thinking up some traps for that tomb that you guys went into in D&D mm-hmm. at the end of that one, and you just you bypassed every single trap. And like <laughs> you guys really raided that tomb. Yeah, you did. Like it was. <laughs> yeah, no, I had like cursed things. Oh no, you picked up the cursed thing, and then saved on it against it every single time. And like, so it had like I come up with like effects for stuff and things, and there was like oh, things, and there was like steps that you know if you stepped on it would have gone off, and you just spotted them straight away. So that was kind of like, oh, okay, all right. Well, that was a waste of time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, the other sort of Easter egg where like uh, Twine and One C in Call of Cthulhu is like based pretty not even loosely on like <laughs> the town we live in yeah there's a lot of sort of like references to real life people old theater and yeah, yeah real life theater and places so that's not really that's kind of an easter egg if you if you're from here but not <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a kind of noticeable easter egg for anybody else i suppose really yeah. that's more just for my kind of oh, i'll call it after that you know sort of thing okay uh this next one i guess is kind of short how long has bork been off the bovril now um <laughs> he's not here to answer he's not here to answer but let me figure it out because he was on it when um you guys were like that was how you guys met did we say that was the the context i think oh god what i remember of bork anything um prance's meeting was the Prance was doing some sort of prestiging in the town square and trying to entertain the town's children. Yeah. In some way, shape, or form, we ended up in a conversation that was basically like, hey, we're all going to the next town. This isn't this is convenient, right? Or something to that effect. Yeah, but um I thought that um 
the way that Bork and Enerthe had met was that Bork was trying to buy Bovril from Enerthe. Oh, it's hard to think back. I think that does, I think that came from somewhere, and I'm trying to figure it out in my own. So, how long Bork went off the, the Bovril? Presuming that was the last time he had it, I've actually got my timeline here. Um, <laughs> I love how seriously we're taking this. Totally. Well, ask a serious question, and you're going to get a serious answer. Um, so, in my own like figured out timeline as to like when things were happening, uh, Bork last had Bovril on the 18th of May, and you solve the kidnappings on the 25th. Uh, the relics were stolen on the 28th. And you, that was when you sort of went to the tomb and everything. The, the 10th of June, this is in the same year, was when the whole kind of like the next arc started. And then that was about a week of time. So 17th of June, except halfway through that week you went through a time anomaly <laughs> so subjectively well, things get messy. <laughs> subjectively he's been off it for about a month <laughs> but in like from the outside he's been off it for 10 months <laughs> <laughs> so yeah because time got weird yeah, we're, gonna, we're gonna have to deal with the time warp when yes we, get back. we are and i have i haven't even really kind of like settled on it being nine months really but well let's not do the time warp again not again oh. <laughs> finish your drink <laughs> uh, okay what's been the biggest oh shit moment for players or dm as a dm i i, I don't i get a lot of curveballs thrown at me but generally it's not like an oh shit yeah like like I might have, I definitely have said that on the podcast sometimes. Yeah, but it's not like a, oh no, this is a huge wrench in the plans. Kind of like mm. more like oh my god, I can't figure you know remember how they you know can't believe how they figured that out or anything. Yeah, um, which might be just a reflection of I need to get a bit more loose with my DMing style <laughs> and stop railroading everybody so much. But um, I'm trying to think. Th- through the- I know I remember I specifically remember you going oh shit in the first episode but I think that was more just kind of like an in-character reaction to I me think, your yeah, partner was- getting shot in the head yeah um, but that was like I say that was an in-character reaction yeah, rather than yeah. an oh shit moment yeah because it was like yeah all the kind of prep we'd done before that I was, maybe was- maybe when the Star Destroyer popped into orbit over you guys and you were like I vaguely remember oh. saying it happened and you guys being oh crap yeah yeah, yeah. but I think well, yeah also when um uh yeah when v helps us uh into the uh facility that we're going to and like her boss starts oh, yeah, yeah. chatting to turns her. up around the corner when you guys yeah and it's just, that was kind of like a, like yeah yeah that's not um and not so much of like a crazed like oh shit but i do remember feeling like that ah oh, this was the response i wanted mm. in that one bar scene we were talking about earlier when I kind of revealed that you weren't talking to the right person. Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't the right V, it was the other one. And just the kind of like, oh, good, this is exactly what I aim for. I've managed to maneuver Mark Button into talking to the wrong character and not having any way to escape. And like the rest of you being like, oh, yeah. Like that's that's what I was aiming for with that. That was, yeah, that was pretty, that couldn't have gone. Again, kind of like, kind of like an oh shit, but more of like a, not in like a, oh shit, how do we do this? More of like an oh shit, that's funny. Yeah, so, you fell for it. Yeah. <laughs> you fools. You absolute fools. <laughs> you thought the options I presented were the only options. <laughs> Which I guess there's a lesson to be taken from that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, 
I don't know, in terms of D&D... Again, like I said, I don't think I've got any for me, really. Yeah, I struggle to think, short of like... I mean, when I was DMing, the oh shit moment for me was probably when Jason started coming on to Dasher. Oh yeah, that was weird. And that was very much like, no, oh, I really was not prepared for like the big strong woman <laughs> to suddenly be wooed by one of the player characters, but... I'm running with it. If that's what you want, then we're running with it. Like That was my feeling quite rapidly. Like, the oh shit quickly turned into, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Things just took a turn for the sexy. That's it. I, I could work with this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, I think that actually might have been the last question question. Ah, fair enough. Um, Steve gave two, two more points. So props to whoever came up with the hammer and tongs. In the bonus episodes, that was comedy genius. That was kind of me. Um, mm. So thanks, Steve. Well, <laughs> um, no, Amy came up with the concept of like, well, we're, we were, I think it was the episode we were talking about, like, so let's come up with some stuff that's in this dwarven town. And like, I was kind of wrapping up, and Amy was like, well, what about the brothel? And then in joking, I was like, we'll call it the hammer and tongs because they're nice. going at it hammer and tongs yeah. and dwarves and things. So uh, I was pretty proud of that one. Um, but yeah, first canonical brothel in our D and D session. Because <laughs> I was kind of be co- I was trying to be coy about it and be like, well, of course there is, but like we don't need to name them. Yeah. But <laughs> but here we are with the Se- hammer and tongs. Sex work is work, folks. Yeah. It's, yeah. It is, but you know, I was trying to keep it kind of slightly classy. Yeah, be like, look, yeah. we all know, you know, you know, people get down, hmm. but <laughs> we don't need a map of it though. <laughs> it's a, yeah. We know everybody's fucking. Isn't that enough? <laughs> Uh, and finally, okay, so this is this is Steve's final point. He says, finally, please never let Prontz get naked again because reasons. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I will make no promises. <laughs> In I will make no promise. I'm not going to make any promises about him having influence the other by, by implying that request. <laughs> Not gonna make any My inclination to sort of find reasons for prawns to get naked is now sort of inflared, but uh, <laughs> I, I should not. We're not gonna make any prawnses. The three of you, uh, three of you, come <laughs> across a hot tub. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Does it happen to take us to a different time period? <laughs> it's a hot tub, but nobody bought their bathing suits. Oh, and all your clothes are destroyed. They're falling off. <laughs> Oh, I can proceed everybody's dry, it'll be fine. <laughs> You've been showered with acid, which doesn't hurt your bodies, but your clothes just aren't uh, built to stand just... up. Oh, look, there's a hot tub. Oh, no. <laughs> Everyone's suddenly drinking champagne. Yeah, and there's a... Oh, oh look, there's a sexy... to see if you're having a sexy party. There's a sexy fox lady there for Bork. <laughs> <laughs> That's... Oh, good Twitter reference right yeah, there. Oh, yeah. The Twitter campaign, there might be one yeah. or two people to get that one. Yeah. <laughs> That's a joke for the cheap seats. Who's the lady? Who's the lady? God, I want a Bork is horny for the fox. We all know it. <laughs> I could totally reskin the tabaxi to be like, this one looks kind of like a fox. <laughs> Her name's Marion. Funny that. <laughs> TM, TM, TM. Well, no. <laughs> I'm going to get sued by Disney. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'm totally down for like... The, the the kind of ongoing story arc of like Bork left his wife and he's a bit lonely and that and maybe he finds love with another lady. Mm, mm. Yeah, I'm I'm sure I'm sure Mark will be totally on board with that. Yeah, I'm I mean, sure he yeah. he won't be awkward at all while we're recording yeah, that kind of stuff. <laughs> him having to achieve 
in-story intimacy with, a, with, a, with another character is voiced it, yeah. by me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> again. <laughs> but yeah, oh, that'd be fun. Um, okay, so that's all the questions we've been sent. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, I just I think we should probably find uh, some interesting way to to wrap this up. Um, uh, rap battle? No. <laughs> no, I can't think of anything worse. DJ, drop a beat. We've had a DJ in the corner the whole time, just waiting for us to tell him to drop us a beat. Can't think of anything worse than a D and D themed rap battle. <laughs> just, oh god, oh. yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of that's all. Everything that we got sent. Um, thanks so much for joining me, guys. Um, yeah, it's been a pleasure. It's been fun. Yeah, yeah. We should plug some stuff we've got coming up. Actually, so we've got a bit more called Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time we're recording this, as well, we've got one, we got next week's episode already recorded. It's definitely not over, so we're going to have, uh, I would say, at least two more, probably. Yeah, it's not a two more. It's not a two more. Oh, it's not a two more. <laughs> yeah, good, <I> like it. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's going to go on for another few weeks. Um, we've then got. I've, I've this has been previously announced. Uh, we are doing a short kind of D and D mini arc. With uh, the uh, other members of the, the Curse of Penance crew, who were uh, I did stuff with on the Penance podcast. Amy obviously has been on Call of Cthulhu here. She's part of that. Uh, with uh, Lexa from Dead Horse, Horse podcast and uh, Matt Everett, um, who people may know on Twitter. So yeah, that's coming up after um, after Call of Cthulhu. Um, after that, I think we're we're still planning on doing um, things from the lo- t- yeah, things from the flood. Sorry kind of um, follow on from Tales from the Loop, so my brain is not cooperating mm-hmm. on that. Uh, we haven't started recording that yet, but soon. Um, the idea was uh, that we want it, we want that to be going out around about when the new season of uh, Stranger Things goes up, because it's sort of similar kind of vibe. So. Um, <laughs> and following that, as you mentioned, we should be doing that other, your one-shot, D&D. Yes, indeed. Um, then going into Tempest Squadron 2. Yeah, baby. Anything that means we don't have to record it in the summer. Yeah. Was... <laughs> this, oh, this, yeah. This pushing back has helped us. I yeah. Think. Um, yeah, that was that was death. That was... We, we already, I mean, the first episode went out this time last year, didn't it? So, yeah. Um, we, yeah. I think we recorded the rest kind of through, the last, through June. Yeah, and, and it was just oh. like heat wave central. And it was like, yeah. I think I had a thermometer in here and it was like 29, 30 degrees when we were recording. And oh. it's just super sweaty in here. And we yeah. had to have the windows closed because... It's just like traffic noise from outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything that means we can sort of wait till the autumn to do that is uh, is is fine by me. Yeah, I mean, it might be kind of by the time we've got stuff done, it might be sort of midsummer, but probably not in the hot zone. We're not. Yeah, we're not going to be kind of like yeah, coming up to like solstice time and that. No, because that was yeah. like we were recording in mid June yeah, and stuff. Yeah, and that just, I, I can remember instances of getting to the end of the recording and feeling like I was having to like. Become unmelded with the leather couch that you've got. Oh yeah, yeah, because we did. Um, yeah, because D and D was sort of July, August, wasn't it? Right after mm, we did that, there, yeah. were, there were a couple of sessions where, by the end of it, we we're all kind of like perching on the couch rather than sitting on it because the whole thing had become this kind of like I don't yeah. know. It, it stored the heat very nicely. Mm. And oh yes, yes, yeah. yeah. To quote myself from a previous episode, a lot of swamp ass on this couch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that's as far as our plans go. And to be honest, that's going to take us a good chunk of the year, I think. Yeah. We don't know how long some of these things are going to be. Like, we don't know how really how many episodes Tempest Gordon is going to be because it's this far out of it at the moment. Yeah. I've got I've got the plot in general kind of sketched out. 
and I've got parts of it already like in detail kind of sketched out like the first bit yeah but in terms of broad strokes I'm kind of a bit more open on this time to it being maybe a touch longer because we were kind of like a compact six episode sort of thing yeah just based on the storyline I've got as well there is a bit more kind of room for maneuvering and stuff as well so we'll but that's that's a like I say that's a little ways out and yeah can't wait though I have no idea how long things from the flood is going to take so um probably I would say hopefully not as long as Call of Cthulhu has I've enjoyed Call of Cthulhu but going into it I thought we were going to be six episodes and we are probably going to be 12 so yeah it's it's been going hasn't it (laughs) but uh, I'm enjoying it though I hope everybody's enjoying it there's an ominous silence from you Eden as I'm talking about this but yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I just hit a real kind of like mental hurdle of sorts, like went three beers in and then listening to you talk, something in my brain just went, uh, <laughs> the entire period. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's fine. No, I was just saying like, we're, um, you know, we're, we're coming up on it probably being 12 episodes of Cthulhu and like going in, I was sort of expecting, I was like, oh, it'd probably be six episodes. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's same. It's one of those where I think it's organically expanded. Yeah, like, there's not been any point where any of us has consciously been like, "Oh, I'm going to do something to make sure that this goes on longer." It's just that it's it's getting the space it needs. I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what we've got planned for the next long while. Mm. Um, as usual, we're going to be keeping like story episodes every two weeks, I think, and then um, interspersed with bonus episodes because it gives me time to get stuff together and that and yeah yeah fun times so yeah thanks again once uh, well, thanks once again for for joining me guys um for Not at all indeed it's two, been a pleasure two years of uh two years of bullshit mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's been fun. for two whole years yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've yet to have anybody comment on the name and be like what does that mean well, I hope it's implicit more yeah, than anything else. Planetary, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Fun. Yeah. Cool. Right, okay. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be back uh, next week with uh, another Cthulhu episode. Uh, do you guys want to plug your online things or not? Or? Um, but, uh, but yeah, listen to the Junior Funners podcast. Um, you don't have to like or know much about football. In fact, we try and kind of make it as much of a beginner's guide to, to football as, as we can so that it's kind of accessible for, for people. Um, so yeah, check out Junior Funners. We're on Apple Podcasts and uh, and, All that. and everything else. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, that's, that's pretty much all i got going on at the moment. Yeah. And for me, you can uh, check out my Twitter account, which is at Monkey Magic Eden. What I do on there is whine about current events for the most part, but more interestingly than that, I write for a website called The Digital Fix uh, for video game related things. So I do reviews, I'm starting to work on a few features. So if you're into video games and whatnot and you want to see reactions to things like uh, my latest review is uh, Team Sonic Racing, which isn't actually up yet, but by the time you're listening to this, it should be. So if you want to know if that's worth paying attention to, then yeah, check out my review. Cool. I caught a bus the other day, and the bus driver had a, a Sonic and Tails tattoo on his forearm. Oh, that's uh, a choice. Still thinking about it. That's how fast was he driving? <laughs> because it was a was bus, it? he kind of he he kind of couldn't go that fast. But you could tell he was thinking about how fast he had to go. Yeah. <laughs> Constantly telling himself, "Gotta go fast. Gotta go fast. Gotta go fast." <laughs> Did he have a chili cheese dog in one hand? <laughs> 
that's a weird part of the Sonic lore that I've only recently yeah. become aware of. Um, yeah. Super it, it was only really part of the comic, yeah. uh, the uh, the cartoon series. To be honest, it's, that was a yeah. weird. Yeah, weird. I th- again, friend of the show, Mike uh, was the first one to tell me about that, and I was just—I thought he was doing a bit, and then he—he's like, all about bits. Yeah, um, no, he showed me like the like the Wikipedia page. Yeah, it's it's like, super weird. Like, but like, it didn't seem weird when I was a kid watching Sonic. I was just like, yeah, Sonic. I guess he likes those. And I was like, yeah. even then, I was like, I don't like chili or hot dogs, so it's not a big deal for me. But Sonic likes them. Did, yeah, and then it's like, <laughs> but it doesn't feature in any cold. of the games. <laughs> yeah. like, it's it's not part of the source material at all it's just sort of like yeah but the cartoon he, like we gotta put something in something new what can we add in yeah. and a guy walks in he's especially <laughs> given the guy walks into the development meeting with Chili Chito what are you guys talking about especially <laughs> get me one of those and you're fired the weird thing is that like it's like there is there is a there's a fast food chain in America called Sonic Burger yeah mm-hmm. like what why wouldn't he just be into burgers? Like, why, why, why not? Like, bridge that thing. Like, it's no, no hot dogs. It's got to be way into chili cheese dogs. Like, it's yeah, burgers. Yeah, you know how hedgehogs not. love pork. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've seen some DeviantArt accounts that prove how much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, information. Signing off. <laughs> what have we learned today? Internet is a scary, scary place. <laughs> That's the lesson every time. <laughs> uh, yeah, so thanks a lot for tuning in, guys. We'll see you all next week. Uh, I guess I should do the usual, like, sign off with all the stuff, shouldn't I? Um, yeah, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the spirit. Yeah.